Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. The subsidies I'm talking about. I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, and this episode of Right Angles brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, uh, California changed the rules back in April of 2023 to cut back on the subsidy that they provide. Basically, the price they set for people who have solar panels to sell power back to the electricity grid. And so they had, at that time, basically, they were giving homeowners who had solar panels the retail price per kilowatt hour of electricity to sell it back to the grid. And what they discovered, Stephen Green, was that this was benefiting primarily wealthy people because those were the people who were installing solar panels. And uh, so they decided to change the rules back in April and cut that subsidy. And by golly, Steve, uh, new solar panel installations fell off a cliff. In some months last year, it plunged 83% compared to the previous year. This year, they project that new solar panel installations in California are going to be down 40% compared to the previous year because they're not pumping these extra incentives in uh, for people to install solar panels. And by the way, what they're saying is it's not just that they want to hurt the rich. It's just that now, since the rich people who had solar panels were getting this retail price for selling power back to the grid, poor people uh, had rates go up so that they could pay for the maintenance of the power grid. And so basically the poorer no. people were, were supporting the richer people in maintaining the grid. Um, uh, so Steve, yeah. uh, California has had... Uh, has been leading the way, and many states have copied California's example over the years in how to handle fostering more solar energy uh, because they see that as a way to uh, reduce uh, man-made climate change and improve the environment and, and et cetera, et cetera. What happens when the mother of all uh, incentive states dials back the incentives? Are other states going to going to follow suit with this? Or will they say, holy cow, if it if solar panel installations in California are based purely on the greed of the homeowner, maybe we better keep the subsidies going? You know, before I answer your question, uh, I got to get a, a little dig in on California. It's it's in my contract. I'm, I'm required to do this. <laughs> and that is, we, we really, you called it the incentive state, and it really is. They've incentivized the, the middle class to leave, and if they get this wealth tax uh, that they're talking about, they'll incentivize the rich to leave. They've incentivized homelessness and drug addiction and uh, mentally ill. Uh, open air street bazaars and, and all the rest. So, yeah, California incentivizes a lot, just not a lot that's very good. Um, for, let me start by saying that the the rich are generally pretty good with money. Even, even people who just inherited their money, some of them have to be pretty good with money because the most common thing for an heir to do is to piss it all away. So the, the ones yep. that still have money, it's because they're good with it. Yeah. And so they look at this thing, hmm, the government is offering me money. We don't have to ask where it comes from. It comes from Sacramento. They just, you know, it just appears. Uh, Sacramento is offering me this money to put these things on my roof that will let me sell electricity to PG&E. Oh, I think I like this. I'll run it by my accountant. And the accountant looks at the numbers and goes, uh, yeah, if you're allowed to, uh, to, to, to sell... Uh, electricity to PG&E at the retail rate instead of the instead of the wholesale rate 
and uh, the state government and the federal government combined will give you this many thousands of dollars to subsidize the uh, installation of these solar panels, and these solar panels will last for this many years before they need to be replaced, then it makes economic sense for you to take advantage of these of these subsidies and you should get the, the things installed, at which point the, the rich guy starts signing checks, but more importantly, the rich guy starts getting checks. And again, we don't really ask where the money comes from. It comes from the government. Hey, it's magic. Um, but Sacramento, just on a whim, changed the math. It doesn't add up anymore. And so, of course, the installations have dropped 40% because for 40% of these people, the math no longer makes any sense. But the, the, real, the real lead here, Scott, I think you buried it, is that it was the poor people in California who are really bearing the brunt of these incentives. It's, it's the same thing with electric yeah. cars. Um, when, when, you're, when you're trying to get people to buy more expensive cars, you have raised the floor on the price of the least expensive non-electric traditional internal combustion engine cars. That's that's how markets work. And so the guy who used to be able to afford to buy a, a $12,000 or $18,000 new car, I don't guess there aren't many left at $12,000 anymore, but one of the reasons for that is market distortions created by subsidies for electric vehicles and all the infrastructure that, that goes with them. So my taxes haven't changed officially but all of these things that I want to buy are more expensive because the money's got to come from somewhere. So this, this is where we are. Um, we make life worse for regular folks so that the rich can have their subsidies, which is eventually supposed to trickle down. And I remember when Democrats were against that kind of thing. You know, I was listening to a, a real estate investing uh, book some time ago, and um, there was a, a guy who was talking about how people are always complaining about taxes. And he said, don't complain about taxes, read the tax code. He said, the tax code is your recipe for wealth. Once you understand what the government is trying to incentivize, you can tailor your investments to follow the incentives and you can become successful at doing that. And it made total sense. He was just saying, hey, this is when, when you know what the rules of the game are and play by the rules of the game, then it, then it benefits you to do so. Um, Bill Whittle, this is uh, those subsidies that California offers, we here in Texas refer to as migration to Texas subsidies. Um, it just ch helps to chase more people to our state and make it more prosperous here. But mm -hmm. th there are two things uh, economically happening here. One is that utilities have been complaining for a long time that it's not worth it to pay consumers full retail price uh, to sell power back to the grid because yeah. the utilities themselves can make it cheaper or buy it cheaper. And so it's it's ridiculous for them to spend that much money to to buy solar power from you know uh, Mary and Joe who live at the corner of Elm Street. Um, and since they changed the rules in California, consumers who used to about five percent of the time a consumer who was having solar panels installed would also have a storage battery installed. Uh, that has gone to about fifty percent of the time because consumers realizing that they're not getting that full retail subsidy anymore, selling power back to the grid, are deciding that it's a better investment to store the power on site so that you have it to use. And so battery sales have gone up. And just to give you an idea of the economics of this, which you know, having not considered this myself, I had no idea, to buy a solar system for an average house in California 
with no batteries is $22,700. To buy it with batteries is about $33,700. So we're talking about substantial investments here. My guess is that people are using second mortgages to pay for these things. Uh, but Bill, Steve's right. Um, when you look at numbers like this and you hear the kinds of decisions that are made in reaction to government-sponsored or government-engineered subsidies, you begin to think that it's not that politicians are trying to save the planet. They're trying to destroy the poor. Imagine. So um, Natasha and I don't own a house. We rent a house here. And every three or four months, somebody will knock on our door saying that they want they, that think assuming that we're the owners, uh, saying that, you know, we can install a solar uh, array on your house and it doesn't cost anything. Government subsidies, California subsidies pay for the whole thing. So let's just kind of step back on this whole thing, because if something makes economic sense, then chances are it can succeed. And if it doesn't, then it's people who are trying to engineer society. There's really no other explanation for it. California shut down uh, San Onofre nuclear plant, which was at least unit one of that plant had been humming along since January, uh, since uh, 1968. And when they took it offline, I want to say it was producing 1,600 uh, megawatts of power. That was its continuous output, 1,600 megawatts. They replaced it with a solar uh, uh, array that produces 40 megawatts. And, um, and there's a problem here. Uh, so let's just kind of break this down. If you, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about sensible solutions. So if I had the opportunity to install solar on my house, I would say, how long would it take for me to recover the cost of the solar panels in terms of my savings in electricity? And do I plan to be here that long? And if it turns out I could get it back in three years and I plan to be here for 20, then I get 17 years of lower price electricity. Now, I don't know this. I, I, I don't have any idea other than just my knee-jerk reaction to this, but I would be absolutely amazed if the average individual household generates more electricity through solar than it uses in a day. In fact, I'd be astonished if that were the case. So this whole idea of selling back to the grid is really basically saying you're getting discount electricity. You're, you're, you're providing, let's say you provide 50, 60% of your own electricity. That's just electricity you don't have to pay for. So it's not really, it's not really powering the grid or anything. It's mostly just reducing your cost. So all of this is, is is really kind of nonsense when you get right down to it. And and it's all you need to know about California to know that they virtue signaled by setting up subsidies to get people to put in solar panels because obviously the planet's dying from all the carbon dioxide that's going out there. And then they virtue signal again by removing those, those um, uh, incentives and, and tax breaks because as it turns out, the people who spend the most money end up saving the most money and that's not fair. So when you got a when you got a two-sided coin where you can get the virtue signal on both sides of it fantastic. So yes. Now the only thing I just would like to add to this is if I were if I owned a house in California, I would be interested in this if it was possible for me to have a solar array on the on a roof that generated enough power that went to a battery so that I could cut the cord to the power company and just do that, then I'd be all the way down. But I don't think I don't think the input is anything like what a typical California house spends in the summer, in terms of air conditioning and and all the rest of it. I can't imagine that it would be. The uh, the numbers that you were hinting at there, um, when they 
when they removed uh, the subsidy or they reduced the subsidy rather uh, for reselling that power to the grid, um, the time it takes to repay an investment in a solar installation on the average home went from five years to eight years. And the companies who do these installations are saying, this is, this is a tough sell. Uh, this, is, this is why their sales have dropped precipitously. This is why some companies have left California as a market for solar panel installations because the, the, uh, the payback time has extended beyond the window that most people can see. Um, you know, some people, I guess, are willing to look at it and say, yeah, in five years, I'll get my investment back. But once you start crawling up around eight years, they're like, you know what? I don't know if we'll be here that long. Uh, we can't wait that long. You know, so much is going to change. Uh, solar panels themselves should become more efficient by then. And we'll be stuck with these antique solar panels at that point. So it just becomes... That's why we're switching back to coal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it becomes a tough investment at, at that point. Uh, it, this, I thought, um, the reason I chose this story is because it just illustrates the absurdity of government with mixed motivations, uh, trying to balance the uh, various interests of people who have different causes. Uh, back in the day when I was uh, a county commissioner in Pennsylvania, uh, I, I asked uh, if we could do a study about the county nursing home. And the reason why I wanted them to do a study about the county nursing home was to find out how it was doing under the county's uh, stewardship and uh, to consider whether the way it was functioning currently was the best way to do it. Well, of course, this generated an uh, uh, uproar in the, uh, the media and among local politicians that Scott Ott wants to throw old people into the street. Um, so this was... <laughs> You know, because this is how I probably accidentally said it that way during a meeting. I said, could we have a report on how to throw old people into the street? So anyway, uh, and, and the problem I said at that time, the reason why I'm concerned about county government running the nursing home is because we are putting the care of our most vulnerable people into the hands of craven politicians whose motivations ebb and flow and whose affiliations swing back and forth from election to election. And we should not have people who are feeble and in some cases dying and suffering uh, being reliant upon people like that. And so the same thing you see when you got any kind of government subsidy program is the motivations of politicians are not in sync with the motivations of the market. And by market, I mean individual persons, people like you, people who are thinking, yeah, wouldn't it be great if I didn't have to pay so much to the power company? I've, I, I think uh, most homeowners have probably seriously thought about, hey, what would it be like if we got solar panels? Would that reduce our costs? Would that be helpful? Some people would think, would it be better for the environment? Um, all that kind of stuff is salutary, I think, that it's, it's motivated by people's individual uh, desires uh, to save money, to do well, and to do right. Um, but if you get government entangled in it too deeply, then the motivations change. Uh, you know, the reason why I want a Tesla car is because it's a smoking hot, cool car. But that's not why the government wants me to have it. And why the government wants me to have it makes me not want it. <laughs> for Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.